From the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, this is Dive Deep. We dive deep into our Catholic faith. I am Andrew Hansen, along with Father Chris House. He is the Chancellor of the Diocese and the Rector of the Cathedral. At the Immaculate Conception, we are thick into the coronavirus. Father House, how are you doing? Oh, fine, fine, fine. No, no worse for the wear. Yeah. I always tell people this will pass. It may pass like a kidney stone, but it's going to pass. No, it can't, it can't pass soon enough, that's for sure. A lot of news to get to, and, and what we're going to talk about in this podcast, we'll, we'll give you a breakdown of what the diocese has done. We're also going to talk about this from a Catholic perspective. What should our response be? Uh, we've seen stories about, is this a chastisement? Is this from God? Is this from Satan? Is it from the media? All that sort of stuff. I'm sure those are questions uh, you have surrounding the, all this as we we press through. But but first off, let's let's give give the news on what Bishop Oprocki did. He announced on March 18th that that all public masses will not be taking place anymore in the diocese indefinitely until an all clear is given. If you want to use those words, but uh, our our priests throughout the diocese will continue to offer private masses, and they will be offering them for the people. So Father House, let's let's take that because that's obviously. <laughs> Big news and Bishop Oprocki, you know, he did not take that decision lightly at all. Um, explain that really quick, what's going to happen. You will be offering Mass just by yourself every day for the people? Right, yeah. So, for example, at the cathedral, um, we'll go to having modified hours of the cathedral being open from 8 in the morning till 5 in the evening. Uh, we will still have the Mass at 7 a.m., um, before the cathedral opens, that will be said by one of the priests of the cathedral, and we'll live stream that. But uh, it will be said, in essence, privately, and uh, that will be put out there, and there will be opportunity for the faithful who watch to make an act of spiritual communion. But as you said, those masses are being offered for the good of the people of God, for the church at large, and in a special way for our local community and for our nation. And we've seen that phrase, spiritual communion, Spell that out for us. Well, what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, the, the notion of spiritual communion is for those who, for various reasons, cannot receive the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, because we know that He is present, body, blood, soul, and divinity, the gift of the Eucharist. And so even though they may not be able to receive the Lord in that tremendous gift of grace. It's still the prayer that God will fill their heart with, with His presence, with His grace, and with His mercy. Now, in terms of confirmations, those uh, are all canceled at this point through 2020. And I know that that sounds like a, a big wow, but that simply comes down to a scheduling factor. And Bishop Aprocki has so many confirmations scheduled. Um, the, the, the goal is once we get the all clear for him to reschedule those as soon as possible. So just, you know, be on the lookout for that. You know, another, another sacrament, uh, confession. Confession still, for now, go on as is. And here we are recording this on the 18th. Um, so, and now might be the best time to get a confession because that's about the only, the only sacrament somewhat available. Oh, any, well, any time's a good time to celebrate the sacrament reconciliation. And yes, being that it is a sacrament, it bestows grace in a very wondrous way. So a confession is able to be offered still at this time because it's an individual celebration. Um, of course, respecting the guidelines that the CDC has put out there for a uh, safe safe uh, social distancing but yeah it's still able to be offered in that way and we encourage everyone to go to dio.org slash coronavirus or you can just go to dio.org it's right there dio.org that's where we're having all the updates available so if you have questions or more questions about confirmations baptisms funerals um, that's where all that information is that's also where uh, bishop Paprocki's message is um, and and what he what he talked about 
for how he came to the ultimate conclusion to uh, suspend mass for uh, for the faithful, um, but still offering those private masses uh, for, for our priests. Um, crazy times, Father House. Um, what do you make of this from that spiritual angle? What If I had to say, you know, what is the Catholic response to this? You know, um, I know there are some people out there who think this is a chastisement from God. It, could it be? Yes. Uh, I personally do not think that it is. Um, yes, there are a lot of odd phenomenon happening right now. As we're recording this day on the 18th, uh, Salt Lake City had an earthquake this morning, the biggest it's had in, I think, since the early 90s. And of course, there's been tornadoes and this and you know, all kind of things that happen. Um, do I think this is of God? No. At the same time, do I think God can use this for his purposes? Absolutely. I believe that uh, these events at times make us turn to God in a, in a very profound way. And the good news is that he is there. He is there to any and every heart that is open to him, who is longing for his grace, his comfort, his mercy. And God will pour that uh, into their lives. You know, when I did my license in, in sacred theology, I specialized in sacramental theology. And I always like to say that, you know, I don't remember where I picked this up from. Somebody else thought of this. Uh, so whoever you are, God bless you for it. But this whole notion that uh, God in his great love has bound himself to the sacraments, but the sacraments do not bind God. They are the ordinary ways, we might say, in which God pours his grace into the life of the church and through the church into the world. But even if there is a situation where the sacraments aren't available as we are used to having them or in a way we would like them, that doesn't mean that God is limited. God can still, in other extraordinary ways, in ways that we can't even imagine, pour forth his grace into our lives. So the challenge for us, as always, is to turn to him with an open heart that's ready to receive the good things that he wants to give, in spite of so much uh, uncertainty, in spite of so much frustration, even in fear. But God is there. He's with us in all these things. And if we are open, He's there with the fullness of his grace. Yeah, I'm reminded of the simple prayer, Jesus, I trust in you. Exactly. Very simple. Exactly. Right there emblazoned under the image of the divine mercy, That's Jesus, right. I trust in you. Absolutely. And, and you bring up a good point, Father House, because you think of people who are in prison, you think of the Holocaust, you think of all these situations where it happened where faithful Catholics didn't have access to the Eucharist, obviously. But God shows his way. God, God pours his graces upon us and... I don't think any of us could ever imagine a day where we can't get the Eucharist. And and not only that, we don't know when we're going to get the Eucharist. You know, almost 18 years of priesthood, I've thought of the many wild scenarios that I could face possibly in ministry. And this never crossed my mind. I mean, war, terrorism, uh, tornadoes, earthquakes even, whatever it may be, never the thought of a pandemic or anything like this. But, you know, when the, when the church, when the people of God are kind of put to the test, put to the fire, we might say. You know, the psalmist uses the image of gold that's refined by the fire. It's when we're put to the test, when we're challenged, but when we're open to the grace of God, that's in the church's history. We find that the church, the people of God shine the brightest. And so, yeah, we're in this, but God is right there in the mix of it with us. And that's what we have to cling to. And he's not going to leave us. And I think this is also... 
I don't use this word. I'm going to use the word opportunity. And you might be like, oh, my gosh, Andrew's going to tell you we're using the coronavirus as an opportunity. But, you know, you don't want what you can't have. Right. And here we are. We're going to be, you know, the faithful are going to be separated from the Eucharist. So when that all clear comes, I think this could be a time where we all, you know, because I think a lot of Catholics are will readily admit you get stuck in your ways and you go through the motions at Mass. And maybe you don't take the Eucharist as serious as as you should. And now that we don't have access to the Eucharist, when we do come back, that new appreciation. And I kind of thought of this as, you know, the whole why does God allow bad things to happen? And and you never know how he's actually working behind the scenes to to point people more closer to him and toward him. And is almost this that where we're, we don't have access to the Eucharist and don't have access to the Mass. So when it comes back, there's that deep hunger that we didn't have, even though we were going to Mass earlier. And that is what will hopefully bring so many people back to the faith. I absolutely hope so. I hope that, you know, when the Easter season comes, that we're going to find the beginning of the return to normalcy, which, you know, Easter naturally brings a joy with it. But I hope that this just compounds that joy. And like we talked about, you know, it's not a question of whether or not God did this. He definitely he allows it, but he can use this, use this for his own purposes to help us to grow, to have better priorities, correct priorities, and realizing that so many things we take for granted, whether it's the bonds of, of friendship and family or the simple pleasures of life that, you know, in a short notice, these things can be taken away or limited or whatever. And even something we never thought of. I never thought about not being able to celebrate the Mass with with the congregation. So um, the last time I said it this morning, that was very much weighing on my mind. So uh, yeah. So and always we should we should never take what we have, our blessings, our opportunities, never take them for granted. And hopefully, as with many challenges in life, we'll come to understand that. It's, but and hopefully we don't backslide into forgetting about all this. So uh, we got to get some shout outs. Of course, to all our school teachers, because I, I know firsthand uh, having children at home. Wow. You guys are awesome because it's it's hard teaching children. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, shout out to all our parish leaders, all, all you lay faithful who are really trying to you know do the best you can. Um, and of course, shout out to all you priests, because you guys will now be offering your own private masses for all of us for the end of the coronavirus, for those who unfortunately are afflicted with coronavirus. Um, for, you know, for everybody who's in medicine right now, the That's doctors, right. the nurses, all those hospital staff, uh, those who are who are sanitizing things, all the, you know, many people, the unsung heroes who are helping out with all this stuff, people who, you know, you're doing this because you've been called upon to do this, but you bring your own fears, your own uncertainties, you have your own cares and needs as well. So, you know, for everybody, it's reality we keep hearing. It's, we, we're all one in this together as a nation, as a people. And um, yeah, one way or another. And some of us, some folks have a greater stake in this. Some people are called to a greater challenge in that. And, and for those of you who have that greater challenge, you know, God bless you. And may you know the fullness of God's strength and peace in this time. So yeah, I mean, use this as, you know, again, I'll use that, use that word opportunity to maybe increase your fasting, your prayer life, your reading of scripture. Um, you never know what being away from mass could actually help you in the long run, which sounds very bizarre to say, but it very well could happen. So again, go to Dow.org. That's where we're going to have all the updates um, regarding the coronavirus from a diocesan level. Um, if you're, you know, if you're deeply connected with your parish, 
we encourage you to to help out immensely, um, help with that communication, help building the community, and of course the financial impact as well. You know, we, it's got to be honest. You know, churches are going to take a hit on that. So uh, to communicate that to people that says, you know, we still got to pay people, um, and we want a vibrant faith community when we come back. So each parish that that can look differently. So um, hopefully you you lay leaders and, and priests can can take that and run with it and and, and do the best you can. But for that, um, we wish you guys all the best. I know Father House should be praying for all of us. Absolutely. God bless you all. You know, keep the faith. Uh, you know, in good times and in bad, Jesus Christ remains. That's We found there are many things we can't count on. Stock market's wild, everything else. The one thing you can bet on is the love of Christ, and that you can take to the bank, and it will always be there. Good way to finish. This has been Dive Deep. If you would like more podcasts, go to dow.org slash podcast. Wish you guys all the best. We'll see you next time.